Welcome to Wicked Thoughts, a podcast by Flair Castro. This show helps founders and professionals understand business trends, social media, digital lifestyle, and how to be a better entrepreneur. What's for season three? This season is for creators and creatives in the digital economy. Let's start learning in three, two, one. Hi, everyone. This is Flair Castro. And again, welcome to Wicked Thoughts Podcast. So I have here with me Sky Nicholas. Did I say that right, Sky? Yes, you did. <laughs> so Sky here, I'm just going to read your bio, you know, and then uh, he is a conceptual artist. He's currently based in New York, but he was born in Manila. His art ranges from la- large format paintings, filmmaking, photography, video installation, public space interventions, sculpture, and streetwear design. Wow, that's a lot, Sky. I will leave you it's to a lot. like, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> please, please do introduce yourself. Well, I think you <laughs> I didn't know you were going to read from my bio, but I think that already says everything. Um, I, I, I just want to say... Uh, I love uh, Flair's hair. Oh, that's a good intro. <laughs> you, you really have to mention that. Okay. <laughs> of course, I have to because I think it's just a creative thing. You know, I've been, you know, it's 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 been a long day, and and I, I have to call out things that that get my eye. That stand think, out, yes. That stand mm-hmm. out, you know, and it's really cool. And How I'm really, your... <laughs> I'm really glad to uh, have been invited here. So I just wanted before no, we start, wanted to thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much as well for being here. Um, I know it's crazy early um, in New York. You're in New York right now. 3 a.m., right? Oh, no. Actually, I'm, I'm in Seattle. So it's 3 oh, a.m. Okay. here in Seattle. Yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah, Seattle, Washington. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry about what happened. Like, you were caught in, in traffic. Um, yeah, there was a... Now I can imagine what Manila's like. Because, like, there, I was caught in, like, four hours. It was just, uh, there was like some freak accident on the uh, the freeway. I guess there was a couple of semi-trucks that toppled over. So all the containers were spewed all over the freeway and they had to get cranes and all that. So, but yeah. a- a- everything's good. Like, you know, I, I tried to make your, the early <laughs> schedule we had. And I, I was so embarrassed because uh, I was oh, 30 minutes late. Yeah. Nope. Don't worry about it. It's actually my pleasure that uh, you're you're here to share your story. Um, I know we met over at Clubhouse, which is crazy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I meet a lot of people on Clubhouse. That was like on the first few months that I was in in the app. Um, lots of new people to meet. Um, interesting topics as well. And where we met was in a room about NFTs. That was the first right. room I actually joined um, about NFTs. So maybe yeah. I think that's my first question for you. Um, mm-hmm. How did you get into NFTs and what's NFT, by the way? Okay. So, uh, well, NFTs, just by definition, uh, means non-fungible tokens. So what that means is, so in uh, crypto like cryptocurrencies and finance, you know, tokens are pretty much representative of whether a specific currency, whether that equals to money or equals to a specific asset. So non-fungible means that it cannot be duplicated. So that's kind of like the technical term of what an NFT is. But in our case, you know, um, in the creative space, we are calling these, uh, it's, it's, it's connected to art. So right now, you know, in the space, it's pretty much, you know, um, they call it crypto art or NFT art. Uh, and there's a scene being scene being built around it. So you could now collect digital assets by purchasing these, these, I wouldn't say purchasing the token because the token just represents the uniqueness of the work. Right, right. So that's pretty much it. And so how I got started, you, you should I tell you the... Uh, sort of like the showbiz <laughs> the showbiz version <laughs> or should I be truthful you know okay I'll be truthful <laughs> okay go <Clubhouse>, ahead house <laughs> okay about clubhouse I learned I was I, I'm quite a podcast uh, fan like I, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and on Joe mm. Rogan there's this really funny um, comedian by the name of uh, Tim Dillon and I'm a Tim, Tim Dillon fan and he was like mm. making fun of clubhouse and I'm like, what the hell is this clubhouse thing and like about a couple of weeks later, somebody sent me a, um, someone sent me an invitation. So I didn't know what to expect. And everybody was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's like a, a by invite thing, you know, not, not everybody gets an invite. So I was just snooping around and 
I didn't even know what NFTs were. And so I just listened into the, a lot of the rooms and um, I found that it was, a, it was a way to basically create all these new digital artworks and mm-hmm. that we, it was a very, it was kind of like a thriving community. And so that's it. I just basically jumped in the rabbit hole and never got out. And, and here we are. <laughs> right. So you learned about NFTs on Clubhouse. Itself. On Clubhouse. Yeah. Isn't oh, that weird? Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I thought because, like, you like, knew about NFT, then went no. to Clubhouse and promoted your work. <laughs> it was the reverse. That's, a, that's All right. why I was like telling you, you know, most people would say it was the reverse, that they learned NFTs first. But I'm being honest with you. So I'm being completely honest to the world that it was all by chance and I I guess it was some kind of divine intervention because I've been like dabbling with a lot of like um, new media art you know different mediums all throughout the years and like I just found this so fascinating because a lot of um, a lot of contemporary artists like Damon Hirst um, they were already sort of like using NFTs to sell their works basically you know for those you know so we could simplify what NFTs are. Don't, don't be intimidated by it. Basically think of it as like a digital signature. So mm. NFTs are just like a digital signature. So it's just like, it authenticates the work. So saying that you pretty much are the sole creator of the work. So it's kind of like a digital certificate thinking about, you know, and it has, and because of that, it has so many use cases. They say that, let's say in a couple of years from now, babies who are born, their birth certificates will be nfts because that means yeah you can't change it you know you won't be able to change the information whatever Mm. is on there will be forever in the blockchain so that's that's kind of like the uniqueness of the technology right okay so like before all this happened because yeah i know we immediately delved into nfts which is what we're currently you're currently working on i saw your posts on twitter um you constantly have a lot of um you know art right there drops and i don't know what they call that i'm not going to pretend that i know, you know oh yeah no they call it drops, <laughs> drops it, it is right? drops. yeah because it's it references that's the funny thing drops is kind of like a colloquial kind of slang reference mm-hmm. to streetwear so for right, example really? when, okay. yeah yeah so when people like you've heard of like kanye west shoes sneakers yep, you know the yep. yeezys mm-hmm. So, like, for example, when Yeezys, you know, first um, are released, the release is called the drop, you know. So, right. so, so when, an, when a product is about to be released, you know, like in the music world, they say, okay, album release. In the streetwear world, it's called a drop. So, okay. uh, so a release I, is a drop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's just a release. It's just a release date of whatever you're releasing. That's it. They yeah. just want to sound hip. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But yeah, like, like I told you, um, uh, mm-hmm. I invited you because I wanted to talk about NFTs. But when you mm-hmm. sent me the links to your work and your bio, I yeah. like, I have to be honest with you. I was like overwhelmed. Mm. <laughs> like, oh my God, <laughs> this guy. He's yeah. Like, yeah, too many like, things, too many things. Too many things to process. Things going on. I know. It's like, damn, what am I going to talk about? But, <laughs> but yeah, do you want to, is it okay if you share your story, like how you started? Because I know oh, you asked me, ask me story, like how far you want to go. Yeah. It's a long story. How, how, I don't think you have, you know, I don't think your podcast is long enough. So why don't we, <laughs> why don't you ask like Condense specific <laughs> questions that, that you're curious about? Sure. And we'll I try to like shorten sure. the story. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So yeah. um, Manila, how was it for you? You were born in Manila. I'm I was born and raised now. in Manila. Yeah. I was yeah. I was born in San Juan. Mm. I was born in San Juan and I lived in San Juan, you know, uh, till I was about 13. And I moved to New Manila. Mm-hmm. And uh, I left for the States um, late 90s. And so, yeah, from from early on, I was you know, born and raised in San Juan. And basically that was it. I, you know, so I'm, I'm born and bred. Born and bred Filipino. Yeah. Perfect. And you were, but based, but you, you, you hmm. grew up New York city. Tama. Well, I, I would say half of my life, I spent mm-hmm. 20 years in New York. So they would call me, you know, like they, they, they say, if you, if you pass 10 years, 
you know, you're an adopted New Yorker past 15. You're a local <laughs> by 20. You are finally a New Yorker. So I guess, you know. I didn't know there so was I'm, a timeline. Okay. Yeah. Well, the locals, that's what they say. You know, it's like you're. Yeah. So I guess yeah. like when you've passed 10 years, you're finally a New Yorker. Okay. Mr. New Yorker, yeah. how was it growing up in New York? I mean, from the Philippines up until 13 years old, and then you moved to New York. Yeah. Is it like, how was the change like living there and here? <laughs> well, I, I think it was, you know, because it's like as much as I love, you know, you know, as much as I love Manila and all my friends and family and, you know, um, New York, just, just New York was sort of like a dream. You know, I didn't really plan For sure. going there, by yeah, the way. Yeah. I never planned on going there. It Why? Was, it was all. I mean... No, it was all. A, it was all such a. It's, oh, it's a long story, but like it's a. It was like a mistake. <laughs> I was like hanging out. I'll tell okay. you this, and it's really embarrassing. It has nothing to do with art, and I, I really apologize to everybody who think this is going to be art. But since Flair asked about my life story, <laughs> I was hanging out. I was hanging out in Seattle, mm-hmm. and basically, I got discovered on the street by like some agent. They were like some talent agent and they said, wow. I can we take your pictures and all that. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they sent my pictures over to New York and they said, oh, you know, do you want to do commercials and all that stuff? And this was in early 2000, like 99, 2000. And um, so I, I had, I knew some people because I was in abandoned the Philippines uh and uh i lived with them in upstate new york for a bit and um you know just hung out I, they were so nice that they you know so, sort of lent me their couch for like a mm. couple of weeks and stuff and then i just went to the city to manhattan and basically did some auditions and did some commercials did i you know i won't tell you which and um <laughs> i did i did an okay. indie movie <laughs> Then in the movie with uh, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal before she was famous. Uh, so yeah, so that was the thing. So, but I went, I went to UP Diliman. Mm. I was, uh, I was mm-hmm. a fine arts student, mm. you know. But like when I went to New York, I wasn't doing any art till a couple of years later. I was much into music. Uh, I had a band. Music and, and acting stuff. was that right? Yeah, music acting. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, my 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 family. I grew up like in Manila. I was pretty much uh, sort of exposed to the whole showbiz thing already because uh, my uncles are into my my my, my mother's side are into en- uh, entertainment. Mm. My uncles uh, are of uh, the VST and Company. You know the the. Uh, the famous song Awitin Moisaseo and all that. Ooh, you know, with, okay. Yeah, so they're so those guys are my uncles. And <laughs> okay. um, they're yeah, so they're my mom's brothers and all. So even at an early age, you know, I I've been pretty much exposed to the whole showbiz thing. So I guess it sort of runs in the family, you know, the whole ah. whether you're an artist or an actor or musician. So that was yeah. kind of the exposure, yeah. So UP Diliman, Fine Arts, and then when you yeah. went to New York, you... Yeah. I pretty much just, you know, just hung out and, you know, just tried to get whatever, you know, I had to pay rent. I had mm. to find ways to make money. So, you know, I would do odd jobs and all sorts of things. And I would just do, you know, I was just trying out acting. It wasn't a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in a band. Um, uh, we We released a couple of EPs. We were playing with... Uh, in the same clubs, in the same scene as Interpol and The Strokes. This was around 2001 to 2005. Mm -hmm. And then I saw, what was it? It was an Elizabeth Payton. Elizabeth Payton is a painter, English painter. So I went to an Elizabeth Payton um, uh, exhibit. And that's Mm -hmm. when I thought like, maybe I should go back to painting. Oh, (laughs) there. So, so it ignited kind of like, your passion. Kind of, yeah. So okay. rekindled that whole thing after being away from art for so many years. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe I should go back. And it was so funny because it was kind of like a, I was on a date with someone mm-hmm. and she took me there. And so it was kind of like, maybe I should thank her today because if it weren't for her, who knows what I would be doing, you know, because... Oh. 
She's special. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. She she basically, like you said, reignited my my passion or my you know my interest to ex- explore art because when I left you know UP Diliman, I was just you know just pretty much like a student kind of level. I wasn't really exploring art as as sort of uh, extensive as as I did year, later on. Right. And then after that wonderful reignition, <laughs> rekindling yeah. of your passion, like mm-hmm. like tuloy tuloy na from there, you were mm-hmm. able to create art, collaborate with yeah. people. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, the first, and that's the crazy thing, right? Like, gosh, so it's like, it's been years since I even even picked up a brush or or, or, mm-hmm. or any medium, right? I guess, as they say, you know, it's kind of corny, like the cliche, they say it's like riding a bike. You don't mm-hmm. forget it. You just like go back into like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm doing it again. So um, immediately I, I sort of, that's the kind of thing, you know, I'll be really honest. Like a lot of people probably think it's like when you, when you, when you, when you're sort of over ambitious, when you take on a project and you think like, you know, people often like because the first the first project that I took on were these large huge huge paintings it's like as big as like they're almost like murals right because they're as big as walls right but they're paintings Mm -hmm. they're they're on paper huge sheets of paper and uh a lot of people would say wow that that looks monumental like how'd you how'd you think of doing that and my answer my honest answer is being naive because you're being stupid because you're taking on something that you know like you really you. have no idea like in the middle of in the middle of like you know just putting together the the figures and all that you're like what what the hell did I get myself into you know and you're like yeah you know let's just push forward and see where this goes but um yeah so it was a it was a series of paintings mm-hmm. and at the time uh, I was meeting a lot of people. I was hanging out with a lot of people. And one of the people that I got in contact with was uh, Marlon Richards. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Marlon. Um, really special guy. Uh, he's Keith Richards' son. Uh, the Rolling Stones guitarist, wow. Keith Richards. Yeah, so Marlon, Marlon is a former um, gallerist. He used to own a gallery. He used right. to curate and all that. So super lucky to have um, contacted the guy and we were basically having these long conversations and I asked him if he would be okay to collaborate and so he kind of gave me the the initial uh, theme and uh, concept for that for that uh, uh, series so mm-hmm. the series was called mortel so it's like a French term about you know being mortal and death and all that so yeah, and and so the, there are these huge, giant, huge, giant kind of like uh, portraits. So it's based on like film noir, like fifties black and white, like thriller mystery film noir. So mm. they're femme fatales. So they're these beautiful, you know. So every film noir film has like a heroine and a hero, and the heroine usually, you know, sometimes like dies of a fateful death, and um, mm. so. These, if like if you didn't know, if you didn't read the concept behind the work, you'd think they were just like sleeping. Like, oh, they they look pretty. They're asleep, but they're yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so looking at actually, it now. It's like yes, really? they're actually dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this and lady so, here, she's not just like like yeah. Well, that's the, that's the whole thing. That's the controversy. Okay. Is that oh, you know you question okay. like even in death whether something can be beautiful or you know because it, it's it's sort of it's it's supposed to be like a fictitious crime scene you know it's a mm-hmm. crime scene so so they were murdered you know it's like an old hollywood black and white film right right but fun fact i just wanted to insert this because i i didn't want to forget him um i think it was a couple of days ago or a week ago uh a wonderful guy named Nuki. Nuki, um, he basically reached out to me, to me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He DM'd me. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he shared with me, and this is so special. And I'm, I was really touched by this. He said that he was a, he was a student in UP Diliman in 2015. 
Mm. And that um, he said that his entire class studied my that series, Mortel. The Mortel so, series. Uh, the Mortel series. And that mm. he said, he said that that specific work, it's called Zuzanna 2. It's like this, this lady who's, who's sprawled on the floor and she's covered, right. half covered with a sheet, a white sheet. And he said, um, he's like, bro, you know, he's like so enthusiastic. He said, bro, you know, I, you're the, re you, you, you kind of, your style kind of, you know, I was influenced by your style. And I wanted to let you know that, you know, we were asked in class to sort of look for artists and somehow I found you and I presented you to the class and they said that they projected the work on the, in the classroom. And he said the whole class basically studied my work. <laughs> Isn't that I amazing? Just, I was right? just so shocked. I was, I mean, shocked. I mean, really like, you know, like what, you know, like they're studying my work in UP Diliman, you know, I mean, right. Oh my I couldn't have asked for a greater mm -hmm. honor, you know. I mean, that's that's a huge you know, honor. Like, you should come back and do that graduation speech thing where oh, you, know, you get invited. To. I would <laughs> right? love to. I mean, just to that kind would of be like, nice. yeah, I would love to like sort of yeah, give like any any kind of talk, you know. I mean, if it if it if it if it inspires people or whatnot, you know. I I mean, anything anything to help, right? It's like doing sure. it for. Because I, you know, one of my, my, I guess it's sort of like a dream I, I sort of had, like I said, like, if one day I could have enough resources to put together a nonprofit, and mm -hmm. it's only, and basically the only uh, uh, purpose or, or function of the nonprofit would be to provide art materials to uh, impoverished communities, like basically, you know, just whether it's in, you know, whether it's in provinces or in the city or whatever, you know, it's just because it's because to me, it's, it's almost like it's almost like making people literate, you know, instead of like right. teaching, sure, teaching them how to read, but this is like opening up their creativity, you know, it's like a different language. So it's almost like being making them creative literate, you know, like, like discovering a language on themselves, if that makes sense. Because right. I think, you know, because when I was a kid, I was just, you know, I didn't have, a, I, I was a only child. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any brothers, sisters. I, I mean, I played with the neighbors, but like, I would, you know, my mom would just give me a paper and pen. Sometimes I would hang out at her, her office and I would just be left for hours and I'd be fine. I'd just be drawing and stuff and I think children should be I think children at the earliest age should be uh, encouraged to just explore through art you know and um, yeah that was kind of like a hopefully it happens yeah hopefully, it's some sort of legacy for you so I think that dream is really no it's not about the legacy I don't want to be I don't <laughs> I, I'm not the type to oh I need to be remembered no I just, <laughs> it's just a personal thing I just want to I just want to sort of like give back and help out. That's why I, I hope things work out with the whole NFTs. You know, things are going well for now with collectors and stuff. And I'm really grateful. But I, I'd love, I so much love to be given a chance to just, to just give back. For know, sure. How, how, however I can, you know. Yeah. Like if I, I if mean, I can use this as a platform to do that, you know, I, I'd very much be honored. That would be great. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would want to collaborate with you on that, like having the nonprofit, even even if you would say it's not for legacy, but eventually it's going to go to that, right? Like on top of all the work that you have done so I far. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, it, 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 it would just be nice to, to help um, people. Like, for example, uh, the most recent drops I was, uh, I, I was, you know, I was uh, contacted by a lot of people i was so shocked like after those two drops my my dms like increased mm. like you know i had to go through all of them and i'm like wow you know this is a this is a very weird experience um but like some of them were from the philippines and i was just so touched i mean you, you know like i don't 
I guess we're, you know, I guess that that's the Filipino part of me, I guess, you know, I get, you get so sentimental, you get so touched sure. easily because, yes. because <laughs> you know, because it's like, for one, you know, I, I haven't really been home in a long time. Oh, and, you should oh, come and visit. I should, I should, I should. <laughs> but, uh, but at the same time, it, it, it's also like sort of, you know, um, just, con- just, just getting all this this support from strangers you know it's just so touching like there was this one guy um i won't mention his name but he owns a you know a very fancy wine it's like a wine shop in bgc mm-hmm. and he reached out to me and he said like really really sweet things that and he was like <laughs> he was sort of like uh bragging he said you know i'm you know, if you come here, you know, I'll introduce you to your, to other collectors and, you know, uh, all that stuff. And like, he was, he was, he was basically proud that he got a complete set of my works and he was like showing it off. And I was just so touched, you know? Um, and, and that uh, I told him, I said, you know, I'd love to do something for the people. Uh, Cause I was hearing about all these uh, um, community pantries. Yeah. And, that's uh, a recent trend here. Definitely. Yeah, and he was like saying, like, oh, I, you know, if if it's about, and also I was, I, I was like saying, you know, one of my, uh, sort of, sort of like, passion projects would be, because, uh, uh, AJ, there's a who, yes, who runs the first mint fund, mm, yeah, who yep, runs, yep. shout out to AJ, who mm. runs the first <laughs> mint fund, um, they are mint, they were, uh, paying for the, the- gas fees. Right, that's in collaboration with um, Nara Gallery. Nara Gallery, right, at Gabby Dizon. And um, they're paying for people's, uh, for creators' gas fees to mint their first NFTs. And uh, we were sort of like brainstorming on what initiatives to do. And I said, I would love to kind of have like a, you know, if we could pool all the Filipino creatives together and we could just sort of like slowly donate into this fund and I think uh, one thing that would be very uh, helpful is to have an annual fund for typhoon victims because typhoons come every year, no? So it's kind of like, so that's, that's, that's one thing I, I kind of hope to yeah. put together, you know, that's another thing. Yeah, because yeah. I just mentioned yesterday, I was in a talk as well, because we did the one for Iligan campaign when there was a Typhoon Sendong struck. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. hometown. That's my hometown. I am from Iligan now. Yeah, Iligan. Yeah. So I was the one yeah. who coined the one for Iligan campaign. And like every That's year beautiful. you still see, yeah, you still see the same problems, right? Like typhoon, yeah. victims, and all that. That was like right. 10 years ago, but you still right. see the same problems. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's just geographic, right? I mean, True. that's yeah. where we are yeah. geographically. And so that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, it's something that needs to be to be done, you know, uh, every year. And if mm-hmm. people can help. And what's great is that there's so many NGOs now, but we still need help because there's just so too many people. So. Yeah, I mean, last year the government was giving the ayuda, right? Like they're giving oh, like, the ayuda. Two, five kilos of rice i don't know like yeah. some people have it better but right now no one's giving like no government is giving out ayuda exactly so, exactly here we are helping each other we have the community pantries although right. i myself I have to visit one i haven't seen one like in real life i've seen a lot of seriously in cebu no you're in cebu. i have no no there are a lot but i haven't mm-hmm. like passed by you one haven't or like come across one, one. No, right. I haven't. Someone invited me to, but like I was super busy. So like, oh, yeah. next time I'll visit. But yeah, yeah, like th- that spirit of Bayanihan, it's still there. So we definitely beautiful. Yeah, need help of, you know, like icons like you who would be able to oh, not a, you know, not an put icon. together something. <laughs> you yeah. are. Yeah, Although, I hope so. <laughs> for sure. I hope, right? people, I hope people take it on, you know, I just hope. You know, it just seems like from the, because I guess it's different here in the U.S., the kind of news we get here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I always cross-reference because my mom is still there and I ask her, is oh, this is true? Okay. Yeah, she's in, yeah, she's still there. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I'd ask her, I say, I'd say, is it true? I mean, is this really happening? She says, oh, the news you get there is 
all exaggerated. That's not true. Da, 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 da. You know, the, mm, the, the re- this is the real thing going on here. And so yeah. I guess it's like what you say, you know, you say, oh, that's the new thing. Community pantry. It's all over the news, but you've never seen one. <laughs> I haven't because I'm you know, always here in Metro Cebu. Maybe in Metro Cebu, I... yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I miss Metro Cebu. I went there in Have the you 90s. you been here? Yes. Oh, uh, you changed. You know 90s. what's so funny? Oh, I'll tell gosh. you something funny. Go, go. Is there still a Gaisano um, mall around? Yeah, yeah. There are uh, a lot of Gaisano malls. Okay. In every city, so I, I met, guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I basically met Rose Gaisano back in back in the 90s. I guess she's like one of the owners. Really? Uh, yeah. So we were like a band and we were like playing in Cebu and we were oh, hosted gosh. by, we called her Tita Rose back then. And mm. yeah, she was one of the Gaisano, you know, um, I guess, oh, uh, heirs of Gaisano. And um, that's the last time I visited Cebu. And I've always been in love with Cebu. You know, Cebu will always be in my heart. Like I vi- the first time I visited, I think it was like eight years old. I went to, um, we were guests. I had a, I had an uncle who basically owned Argao and Tambuli. He was, he's oh, a wow, distant huh? cousin. Yeah. He owned yeah. Argao? Funasher. Funasher. Like uh, he, his last name is Funasher. Yeah, I know one want to share, although she's yeah. in Japan right now. Okay. Right. So so back in the day, you know, they own Argao and Tambuli. And um, I believe they're he's like a distant cousin of my dad. And uh, man, talk about paradise, you know, like I I was a kid back then, right? And I just like spent like a week there. And I kid you not, when we were boarding the plane going back to Manila, I was crying. What was, you like, were telling- yeah, I was like telling my mom, I don't want to leave. <laughs> Manila sucks. I want to live here in Cebu. You can leave me in the beach. Well, yeah, it's different now, I tell you. It's I know, almost like I know. Manila. It's almost like Manila. They say it's so congested. Yes, yeah. It is, it is. But we have like a third bridge uh, from, from the island of Mactan going to um metro cebu like uh, yes i've seen the photos it's amazing it's ongoing we're waiting for that to open up as well so expect more traffic though so that's yeah but yeah i'm curious about your vacation Uh, i mean yeah go ahead (laughs) yeah we were uh, so my mom back then she worked in travel she worked in the travel Ah, industry i see i see yeah and uh manong anos his name was anos for share and uh, he basically had those resorts back then. And while she was doing her like, kind of like, I guess she was part of a convention mm. f- with her travel, you know, uh, co- colleagues. And so we, yeah, so she dropped me off with, uh, you know, some different relatives. And I just, mm. <laughs> you know, I was just so lucky spending time in the hotel and <laughs> at the resort. I didn't oh know any God. better. I was a kid. I didn't know, <laughs> right? And and the funny thing is that oh God, I remember it so well. The um, they were speaking in Visayan, no? Yeah, Visayan. Visaya, yeah, they were all. They were not speaking in Tagalog. The kids, right? They're all Visaya, mm. and I'm like, I couldn't, Mm-mm. I couldn't understand. And I was like, saying, <laughs> I was trying to speak in Tagalog, and they were just like, oh, they were speaking in Visayan, and I remember that so well because they got so frustrated that I couldn't follow along with their games. <laughs> they were playing some game, and it was in, it was in Visayan. So, I was like, oh. but these were not your cousins or like family, right? Distant, di- like- yeah, distant cousin. Because right, uh, apparently, right. he uh, the father is a, cu- a cousin of my dad. So distant, mm. so maybe second, third cousin, something like that. <laughs> but why do I remember seeing your work? Because I was browsing through. I mm. think I saw one that says, "I hate mangoes." Uh, yeah, mangoes, yeah. Right? Those are early. Those are. Uh, they call those ink jets. So basically, those are like, because uh, there's a fine artist by the name of Richard Prince, and he does these, um, which are referenced in my first NFT series, the Nurse series. Mm-hmm. So what he does is, um, so ink jet is like a think of it as like just a giant printer. So it's like a oh, yep, fancy yep. printer. So you just it just prints directly onto the canvas. So they call it like a G clay prints. Like mm-hmm. if you go to the mall, you could see these like 
kind of printed oil paintings on canvas, kind of. Mm -hmm. So what I did was the same kind of process. And I used Amor Solo. Amor Solo. Uh, you know, Amor Solo to those youngsters, Gen Z. Amor Solo is a famous, iconic, legendary Filipino um, treasure. He's, he's a uh, national he artist, yep. Fernando Amor Solo. So mm -hmm. I took some of his iconic works and just sort of like used it as studies for for like for for that you know because I was like trying to reference Please. like you know yeah do you, yeah do you really hate mangoes because there's a lot of that no 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 it's just like a tongue-in-cheek <laughs> thing I love my god I if, if there's anything I miss from the Philippines it's you know it's real food and they, I guess that's why I'm so blessed like here in Seattle there's a huge Asian community Oh, that's um, good. <laughs> yeah, there is. Like, for example, like uh, my my uncle uh, runs the Filipino um, Senior Center here. Mm -hmm. So people might think I live a glamorous life in New York. Not anymore. I'm in, I'm here in <laughs> Seattle. I hang out with old people. We, oh. <laughs> we play we play bingo on Thursdays. <laughs> but you had your fun in New York. For yeah, sure, exactly. So, you know. <laughs> but I'm not complaining because like I, I just love hanging out with with the older people and they're so much fun and they're always so happy and they have the best food you know like the cook here is insane like oh, they're sure. yeah they're so it's so good yeah do they cook filipino food as well yeah 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 that's it that's why i go there because it's all filipino food <laughs> which one yeah. is your favorite i don't have a favorite see that's the oh. thing i really don't have a favorite i can't i, I love you know, all filipino food yeah you know uh <laughs> when i when my when, when I was like, grow, you know, in my teens, my mom and I would always, I remember we would always venture out. We were always adventurous because my mm -hmm. dad passed away when, I, you know, when I was two years old. So oh. it was always just my mom and I, we were, we, we've always been very close. Mm. And uh, when I was in my teens, you know, she would be super adventurous. She'd be like, oh, let's go, you know, drive six hours away to find this like little kind of shack where they served a different kind of fish kind of thing you know so we were always adventurous looking for different kinds of food and i remember one time there was i don't know where this place was it was called balao balao hmm. and um i guess their thing was serving really exotic stuff Mm. and I don't remember the other dishes maybe you know there were like the usual frog legs but like there was fried ants so it was kind what? of like they served it like kind of like rice. Okay. Pero I know it's it's yeah it was fried fried ants. Mm. It was interesting. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, that's quite but exotic. Like, I'm not, I'm I don't not like saying that. Oh, I, I love exotic food. I'm just like saying that you know, I I'm not choosy right? and I'm adventurous, right? right I I, I try sure. something once, you know. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's uh, actually, uh, I think the first time I looked at your Twitter, there was a. Mm -hmm. Uh, a drop, I don't know, drop, you call it drops. A drop. You were mentioning a drop. about a drop. You were yes. mentioning about nurses. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. That, that, that was so cool. Like, are you referencing to like the whole Filipino community or like nurses in Not general? necessarily. I didn't, I did not see, uh, I did not consciously do that mm -hmm. to reference the Filipino nurses. Right. Okay. Uh, because that was referencing, again, it was a, referencing a known Richard Prince who was a fine uh, artist a Richard Prince series because he did uh, these nurses series and I re I cross-referenced it with a 90s a cartoon called Animaniacs and oh, they have this Animaniacs. tag okay yeah so they have this tagline they say hello nurse right uh, so I thought I thought like you know, a good way to sort of enter because I was sort of just feeling out the NFT art community. Mm -hmm. So I thought a good way to sort of like enter it would be something that's kind of um, familiar, right? Familiar. Ex beautiful word. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, well articulated, uh, familiar. Uh, whether I wanted something in the middle, something that would be referenced and, and would be recognized by fine, fine art people. Right. And the same thing by you know, uh, sort of like just uh, most people in general who know what Animaniacs are. But, mm. you know, I mean, with other like, let's say, uh, video editing stuff um, during the pandemic, because I, I mm -hmm. 
before I got into NFTs, I was um, I was doing a lot of here in Seattle. I was doing mm-hmm. you know graphic, sort of like graphic design work. I mm-hmm. I did a lot of the, I pretty much did most of the COVID printed materials for the Filipino community here. So, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look it I up. mean, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I mean, I, I you know before NFTs and all that, you know, it was, life's been tough. So I was just looking for different gigs to mm. to earn money so that was one of them and mm. uh and from that of course i referenced a lot of the filipino frontliners in in right. the work mm. so that that in that work yes i did reference a lot of filipino frontliners and nurses and was this your first um nft yes work? Yes. Really? Okay. The, those so are I got four. it right. Yay. Yeah, yeah. So there's four of them. So okay. there are four of them in the series, and three of them were picked up by 888, who is uh-huh. pretty much the legendary collector and uh-huh. if not the biggest collector, shout out to 888 in wow. the um, in the space. So he picked up so far I have so there's that four, and then there was another piece. Um, that says, you know, that's that's a controversial one that says this is worth more super air. And he picked that up as well. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I think you were mentioning that recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, those are your quite, recent tweets. Yep. Yeah. It was, it's quite, it's quite an adventure because uh, there's quite a story to that because, and, and, and it was recently. Um, so there's an article. There's an article mm-hmm. now on uh, Super Rare's editorial. It was featured on Super Rare's mm. front page. And to those who aren't familiar, so um, they're in NFT art, in crypto art, there are several platforms. So you could think mm-hmm. of platforms as like galleries. And uh, these galleries, uh, of course, have different sort of, um, I would say, reputations. I don't want to rank them, but I guess it's sort of like reputation. So like the top two platforms are Nifty Gateway and uh, Super Rare. Super mm-hmm. Rare being uh, the top platform that is highly curated. Um, it's very, very difficult, almost impossible to get in because they have a application process. And the crazy thing is you can go through the application process, but you won't know if you got in until they email you so you can so you don't hear from them for three months and you don't know maybe you just have to try again and i hear that if you apply now the wait list is like i mean the the sort of line for review is from three to six months so you might not because i hear they Mm. get from 500 to a thousand a day (laughs) that's crazy yeah like that's the amount of people who want to get in there um and unlike foundation foundation is another platform Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but foundation is by invite like Mm -hmm. invite like if you basically if you had a friend who Mm. who has a who's on foundation and sold some work they're given invites to give to other artists so if i was sort of like clubhouse (laughs) exactly exactly mm. that's exactly it so i could like invite you mm. and you'll be on on foundation and you can mint artwork so that's why super rare is sort of like the you know that that's like the big goal that's like the big the <laughs> the, the the dream platform for most creators because and that's what the piece is about that's what that piece is about because it's sort of like uh referencing that um that debate, the debate mm-hmm. in the, the NFT scene space right now, that uh, um, the price of an artwork can be determined by which platform it's on. By the platform. Ah, yeah. I see. Yeah. So that's what it is. So basically, you see, <laughs> a lot of people think it was such a, a bold move because right. it's like, you know, it's so, so the piece, you know, um, people can check it out. Um, on my Twitter, it's pinned at the top of my Twitter. So just go, you know, twitter.com slash Sky Nicholas. It's pinned at the top. You can read the article. Um, the article is published on Super Rare and it was written by 
an academic philosopher who is part of the Vienna Institute. His name is Klaus Speidel. He's a German um, uh, art critic and very well-known curator. And yeah, and he basically cited the work as an important historic work in, in terms of in terms of new dig digital media and NFTs. And he basically connects it to some of the most important works of the 20th and 21st century. So amazing. This that's is... quite the that's quite the honor. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's I'm, Such I'm quite a milestone for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, to be cited by you know, an academic who basically is a, a professor. He teaches. He teaches at the Institute of Vienna. And right. he's been like on Clubhouse, he teaches, he not teaches, but he has these fine art rooms on Clubhouse in which he gives um, a lot of lectures and he talks about the work. And mm. uh, if you want to just read more about it, it's on my, it's pinned to my Twitter. Right. You guys talk him on Twitter. Like he tweets a lot, but they're very like high quality content <laughs> about all his work. Klaus? Yeah. Oh, no, does, you. Yeah. Talking about no, you. Me? No, yeah. no. If you see, if you see my replies, I'm so goofy. I like, you know, like this recently, like before we got on, I was just replying to people. Like when I was on oh, the were road. Oh, you? Was, okay. Yeah, I'll I was just replying to people. Like, for example, if you look at my replies, like, for example, like there was this, you know, forgive me, I forget. Uh, there was this Filipino artist. I think he's in Canada. And mm. he does these uh, really cool kind of Dragon Ball Z um, artwork made from emojis. Like it's purely Ooh. made from emojis. And so I, you know, I, I, I try to support as, as much as I can, like whomever <laughs> artists. And so I bought one of his pieces and the guy was like super excited. He's like, oh my God, thank you so much. You know, oh, you're such a legend. Da, 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 da. Uh... You know, I'm going to tell my mom. <laughs> And there was this, and so like cool. Nuki, and like Nuki, right? Like I, I basically, I thanked him. You know, I, I, I personally like if people reach out to me, I, I say thank you because you know that's <laughs> that's that's what our parents teach us, right? So exactly. I thanked Nuki, yep. and I said, "Oh, you're a legend. Thank you so much." And and, and I retweeted. <laughs> he basically tweeted out like a work that he was um, he minted or something, and I just. I just retweeted it and I, I told people to check it out. I said, you know, I, I gave this short synopsis. I said, there's this student who reached out to me. He said that they were studying my, my, my work at university. So check out his, his artwork, yada, yada. And um, he freaked out in the DM. He said, he said you know, baka ipapa frame ko to. <laughs> like i can't believe it he's like this is an insane year you know I, I i'm i'm thinking of having this framed i can't believe this i'm thinking of framing this tweet and i said you guys it's you guys are like it's too much minting it's not this, this tweet, right yeah exactly you can, you mint can the like, tweet now you could screenshot and mint the tweet yeah. right, exactly i i told him i said you should you should mint it you know i'll buy it i don't know who's gonna buy it but like you know I, it's really sweet oh, of gosh. them. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of artists want to do what you're doing right now, like going into, like having their art out there, but then going yeah. into NFTs, that's something else. Yeah. And yeah, there's yeah. like a meme, right? That says like, I don't know if you saw that. It's like, mm. uh, like three gorillas and then they would say, wear Lambo. Wear Lambo. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Have you heard Something of like that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Where's the Lambo? If you get started with NFT, like, where's the Lambo? Right, where's the Lambo, NFT, pretty much. Yeah, you get a Lambo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a Lambo. Well, that's that's the dream. I think... That's the dream. <laughs> I think that's the dream. I'm not there, you know, obviously. <laughs> Are you sure? Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, you would hear about, you know, NFT artists, you know, uh, giving to uh, 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 community pantries. <laughs> <You know? laughs> You'd hear about it. Well, if we'll I was, pray about, for it. Yeah, if I was making Lambo that money, <laughs> that Lambo money is going to go to the people. Let me tell you this. You know, so it's like, um, I wish, uh, although a lot of, see, I think the reason why you have those memes 
um, is because people have this um, this impression that there are a lot of people making a lot of money, which is true. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think those are those are the OGs. Those are those are the artists that were there very very early on. Like there are some artists who were already minting on Super Rare as early mm-hmm. as 2018, mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. So just kind of like the same with fine art. You know, if you were early to a space, and so in in the timeline of history, you're considered mm-hmm. a pioneer. So, right. you know, so the you're first mover advantage, right? Yeah. Exactly. Whether whether or not you know, art is always subjective. You might not like what you see, or whether you're a fan of something or not. Um, people see value in that because it's sort of sort of like a historical artifact. Right. So. Right. So, you know, so once, and of course, you know, it's all moved by all the collectors that have made their millions through the crypto market, the cryptocurrency. They, they bought Bitcoin very early when it was, you know, $100 or even $20. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's $60,000 per Bitcoin. Ouch. So, yeah, so they made their millions. And these are the people buying art. So mm-hmm. they were the early ones that scooped up those early pieces and now it's being traded for huge amounts of uh, ethereum which equals to dollars depending on the usd to eth uh currency exchange rate it's amazing. and so yeah so i guess that's where the idea of like making a lot of money i mean for sure uh <laughs> a lot of a lot of artists have made a lot of money but from what i see um most of these are already like big celebrities like a lot of them are like music Recently, like music's music um, artists, known music artists who have huge followings, and um, yeah, just 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 early early NFT adapters who basically got lucky and started doing it early on. Yeah. So I was actually touched by what you said that you and your mom, you're like yeah. hanging out, you're close. Because yeah. I think that's the same as us. Like me and my son. I have a I have a 14 year old oh, turning so 15 sweet. this year. Um, I've been helping him as well because he 15. wants to go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Crazy, dude. You look like a teenager. <laughs> I like, wish. For the longest time, I'm like, dude, this is like some teenage show. <laughs> I like, wish. Be like, but yeah, I yeah. started early. I have a 15-year-old, so my unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, 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 I mean, we're close with my son, and I'm trying to help him as well with his NFT yeah. journey. His He has that like desire to also go into that space. So I've been trying to yeah, help yeah. him out. Like if you were to advise kids mm. who want to go into art, like who want to get their art out there, mm. and then they immediately see all these news about NFT artists yeah. getting rich, getting Lambos, you know? Right. Like, getting Lambos. Exactly. Yeah. Get a Lambo. Do yeah, NFT, like, get maybe... a Lambo. <laughs> that, that, that's like a formula for them. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you have some advice for like, um, kids out there who want to fulfill yeah. fulfill their dreams. So I, I have to ask this from you: like, what is your wicked yeah. thought about art that you mm. want to impart or like, you know, advice to people out there? Well, first off, it's uh, uh, I have to sort of split the question, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. it's two parts. Sure, it's two parts because um, first off. The whole uh, apes, uh, where's the Lambo meme is a meme. <laughs> so, you know, we could all have fun and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, um, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble. But like, you know, to be successful, like even I, hey, I'm still struggling in terms of struggling, meaning like, you know, a lot of people don't realize that you know, they may seem like, oh, wow, Sky, you know, like there's even people like saying, oh, you're leading the charge. <laughs> like, wow. you're leading a charge for Filipinos because you're the first Filipino in Super Rare, you know? I mean, you are. I've, I've, yeah, I've gotten those, <laughs> I've gotten those, those DMs. I mean, I asked Super Rare about it. I said, you know, do you have any other Filipinos on the platform? That's why it came about because I asked them mm-hmm. and they said, as far as we know, we don't. You know, I'm from the top of our heads. We don't know of any other Filipinos. And so that's kind of like spread around. So 
people are like, you know, very, I'm, I'm touched and honored that they are inspired by that and like saying, oh, you're leading the charge. But I always tell them, you know, we're, we're doing this together. Nobody, nobody's right. leading, whatever. And um, so uh, to that point, I think, you know, we need to come down to earth a bit <laughs> because whatever, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I understand because I was that myself. I mean, I looked up, you know, when I was a kid, I had, I idolized whether artists or musicians or whatever. And uh, uh, it's hard for me to sort of like, you know, I, I remember what it's like to, to sort of look up to someone that's achieved something right but i what, what i want to tell people is that whatever you're seeing right now it's not overnight success i wouldn't even call it success because to me success is like being able to sort of like live off what you're doing 24/7 and i'm i have not reached that yet you know i'm i'm my goal right now is to have a medical fund for my mom and i haven't reached that that sort of like price range yet you know so i'm still working hard to achieve that but if you're looking at it towards like sort of like the success that i've made in the space and the this, the, the sort of presence that i've made yep. that's not easy it was i want to tell people what seems like overnight success is 20 years in the making you know because it takes a long time to form to form your character, to form style, to form to everything. Everything that is of value takes time. And although I don't want that sort of like, you know, reality to, to, to discourage people, you know, I just want people to know that, you know, uh, all of this doesn't come easy, but you have to enjoy it. I think that's number one. You have to enjoy you, you have to know why you're doing it. Like, for example, if you're doing it for the Lambo, the Lambo's not going to come. It's going to be hard, right? Because it's like a lot of people right now, I think, are being called out. Like, as we speak, there's a lot of drama going on. Uh, you should dig it up. It's really funny if you like some, you know, cheese miss. <laughs> Oh, what's the cheat? What's the, the cheese miss? Oh, I, I can't name names, but there's some okay. big drama going on. Some, some big artist is being called out because oh, you gosh. know, yeah, yeah. It's some, you should DM yeah, me that. I will, I will, I will, <laughs> I will DM you the thread. And oh my goodness, it's like the biggest scandal on Clubhouse. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy because this person is a big artist, sold works for real expensive, but. Uh, yeah collectors aren't happy by what he did because he's okay. now changing his prices so mm -hmm. apparently so back to the the topic um yeah uh i would say if you like you know i don't remember a time where i was never not doing art like drawing or whatever so i think i think there are people who are born with a certain uh, uh, passion. Like, you know, they're kids who just love to sing. They're always just singing, you know? And when they, you know, as they grow up, you notice like, wow, they've got a really nice voice. So, so those are, I think, gifts, natural creative gifts that needs to be nurtured. And sometimes right. they, right. you know, they're, they're, they're developed, right? Mm -hmm. So if your kid shows some interest in art well you know try to get them get try to whether you know you have money for colored pencils or paints or whatever i mean do whatever possible to um to encourage your kid like my my mom uh there's this by the way i you know shout out to sevi sevi's mom um yeah sevi yes yeah sevi yeah, <laughs> is an autistic child um and uh, the mom, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. The mom is always on, on Clubhouse and on Twitter. And she's always uh, referencing um, Sevi. And we're all big fans of Sevi because, you know, he does amazing, amazing, amazing paintings. He does. And she wants, he does. Yeah. Mm. And she once asked me, um, what would you do to encourage uh, or, 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 or to, what would, 
again, like, like what you asked me, like what advice could you give? And I said, you know what, you know, just don't be, cause I, I, from what I know, Sevi does um, art lessons mm -hmm. from, you know, a professional sort of like tutor, like a, an artist and all that, mm -hmm. learning the, the basic techniques of painting. And I said, that's great and all, but I said, um, don't be so focused on the technicals. Like that's fine. Right. Right. Fine tune okay. the technicals, but I said it's I think it's it's equally important, if not more important, if, you know, uh, that uh, that Sevi needs to sort of like find his own style and explore mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So I think besides the, the technical learning, give him books, let him get lost in books, you know, show him the works of the, the masters from, you know, from the classics to the impressionists, like the whole canon of art, like let him, you know, you have to unleash his imagination, you know, and that's, that's what makes an, an incredible artist because, you know, and, and that's also, I guess, like one of the discussions on Clubhouse. It's like, what makes a good artist, right? Like, is it the mm -hmm. skill mm -hmm. or is it the artist's ability to create? You know, uh, so to me, those are two completely different things. Because like, for example, think about this, like um, there are musicians, right, who are studio musicians. They read, they read sheet music. They can, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're paid to play guitar for a specific music artist and it's just perfect, but they can't write songs. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that. You can be proficient at painting or drawing, you could do realistic, photorealistic portraits, mm -hmm. but you've not defined your style. You've become like a, a human machine. Mm -hmm. You're like a human printer. But if you're asked to like create something that's completely your own, you can't because all you did was fine tune the skill. Mm -hmm. You understand? So that's, that's kind of like what I, you know, yep. sort of like told the mom, I said, Encur encourage Sevi to explore and discover his own style. So that's part of, of my answer to those who want to get into art. But I think the, 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 the best thing to do is, is ask yourself now with the whole NFT thing and whether art is, <laughs> whether you want to make art your career, I say, turn back, um, go to school. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, go to go school. Go get a career that earns money. Become a hedge fund manager. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think I saw your tweet about that. Like if you had an alternate job, you would choose to be, I don't know if that was your tweet, that you wanted yeah, to be I was a venture capitalist. A venture capitalist. Wow, you really dug deep. I know. Yeah, long, I, I researched my guess. That was a long time guests. ago. Like, don't my worry, I goodness. researched. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Well, yeah. Is that I, still the same also... thing right now? Like, do you still want to be No, a I mean, it's capitalist? a long, it's a, I think, no, it, it's a joke, but like, I think, <laughs> I think people, okay. the reason why I tweeted that is because most artists are really dumb with money. Mm. A lot of artists are just good at creating, but they're really horrible with managing their money. Right. Um, right. They don't know mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to, like with finance. And I mm -hmm. think that's why a lot of artists are, are, even though they make a lot of money after they've succeeded, they, they continue to be poor because they squander all the money they've earned. Mm -hmm. And they, they wouldn't know the first thing on how to invest in all those things. So, um, yeah, like during the pandemic, I pretty much learned everything there, everything there is to know about the stock market. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So I learned about <laughs> the stock market and finances and crypto and all that stuff. So now I'm like, okay, so now if everything goes well, we can have 10 Lambos. <laughs> <laughs> Not just one. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Those All Lambos right. are going to go to go to the pantries. They're going to go, go to you for sure. The, the community pantries. The other nine, community. it's going to go to the pantries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. That's fair. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Sky. I really enjoyed this chat with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I did, right. I did as well. I think this is one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> oh, I did, thank I, you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did a couple of podcasts as well. Um, but I think this was this was definitely one of the most relaxed and 
and, and just <laughs> so much fun to relive those memories. So thank you so much. Right. My pleasure. So where would people go if they want to hear more or see more about Sky Nicholas? Go. <laughs> yeah, just go on Twitter. You just go on Twitter. I think that's where all the the action is going. You know, um, I mean, if you just want to sort of see an overview, just skynicholas.com. You know, if you want to just learn more about what I do. But if you want to sort of like catch the everyday action, it's all happening on Twitter. There it is. And yeah, just say hi. Come say hi. Just tweet tweet out to me, DM, whatever, you know. Right. We can have conversation in Clubhouse. Hope uh well, not everyone's on Clubhouse, <laughs> but you can you can reach me on Twitter. So Right. He's very accommodating, guys. Go reach out to him. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh send over some Lambos. <laughs> yeah. And um ETH and Bitcoin and all that. <laughs> Yes, for the pantry, for the pantry. Yeah. For the pantry and for the Philippines. Let's go. Yes, for the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mabuhay. Thank you, Sky. Mabuhay. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. Salamat. Thank you. Thank you, Flair. Salamat. Salamat. That wraps up this episode from William Thoughts. Thank you to our sponsors, Grow the Grow, Poly App, Hire You, 13 Media, and Content Dash. And to our podcast partner, The Company. Make sure to subscribe and join the host on Patreon at patreon.com slash flair. That's patreon slash F-L-E-I-R-E for exclusive content. Tune in for more Weekend Conversations right here at Wicked Thoughts.